Hey guys, my name is John, and you're listening to TCK Tales. Today we have an incredible story by an incredible storyteller. Her name is Abby Newport, and she is the publicist, or as I like to call it, Minister of Propaganda for Mukapa for this current year. She is a sophomore here at Moody, and she grew up in France and then Athens, Greece. Today she's going to talk about loss. So without further ado, here is Abby. My story starts when I was five years old, down in Quinlan, Texas, out in the middle of nowhere. A renovated barn had become my home. Uh, My parents and my five siblings had become my known environment. My dad was in seminary, and my mom was homeschooling us kids. I experienced the normal first years of life, learning to walk and ride bikes and celebrate Christmas and read books. I was living a normal life. Then one day, uh, a gate closed. The actual physical gate to our yard and to our house closed. And I remember uh, our cars were packed and our dog was in the back of the van and it was time to set off and leave. This was the last of what I would call my normal life. Everything from saying goodbye to our neighbors to our church community, to the yard and garden and rooms that I had grown up in, to even the physical environment of Texas. We drove 17 hours north to Knoxville, Tennessee, and in a moment, or in a very long car ride, as some would say, life as I knew it was gone. We moved back to Tennessee because we wanted to support Ray's. My parents had always wanted to go overseas. They became believers when they were college students themselves, and a heart for discipleship and evangelism had been planted in their hearts. And they were determined as a young married couple to go overseas and reach the nations. It was, however, many years later when my brother was, I believe, 17 and I was eight that we actually ended up overseas in another country. So our first step was seminary, and once that season of life was done, we moved on to support raising. And we spent three years support raising. So every other weekend, we'd go and we'd drive to another state or another town, and we would meet with a church community and talk to them about our heart for the nations and our desire to go overseas. Our goal was to go to France. And in those three years, we moved about five times. We lived with um, our pastor. We lived in a friend's extra house. We lived in a missionary's house that they were not currently living in. We lived in a house that was extremely moldy and would there forever be called the moldy house when we looked back on it. These three years were very transitional and slightly chaotic for a young child trying to do schoolwork and family life while also moving every six months to every year. The loss began to accumulate as home would change so frequently. I would get close to one place, schedule, group of friends, and then it would change 
In short, I had not just left the life I knew in Texas, but before I even boarded a plane for Europe, I had left many different homes and experiences within Tennessee alone. I came to lose and love in such a short amount of time, so many different places. And this was even before we had said a true goodbye to life in the United States. I said goodbye to my cousins, my grandparents, my dog, uh, many of my toys and my childhood friends as we prepared to pack a container and ship off to France. I wouldn't really come to grips with these losses until many years down the road. And without really realizing it, I was saying goodbye to English culture and the seasons and environments that I knew growing up. And I said goodbye to identity as well as I had known it. Several years later, I had been in France for about two years. I had started at a French public school. I was beginning to learn the language, and uh, I had become good friends with our neighbors as we shared a yard and spent many summer nights together playing badminton um, and tag. And it was around the age of 10 that the loss I had experienced growing up hit home. I realized I was no longer in a culture that recognized me or my family as familiar. I was no longer a part of a community that knew the history of my family. I was no longer a part of my grandparents or relatives' lives, except maybe by Skype or an occasional package of mail. I was no longer a part of what I had known as the traditions of maybe certain food we ate at Thanksgiving or Christmas or places we go each year such as the beach in Texas. These losses grew and they were extremely hard to process as a young child and to identify that that's actually what was affecting my emotions and my transition into a new culture. The hardest part about the constant transition of this lifestyle is that it tends to happen so quickly that there isn't a lot of time to grieve or to know how to grieve, usually because you're so excited about the next place you're going, as well as um, sad about leaving your life behind. Uh, there's just not a lot of time. You hop on a plane and eight hours later, or you hop in a car and two hours later, your life has forever changed. After four years in the French public school, it was time for us to take a year of furlough. I was very, very excited because I thought I would be returning to the world as I had remembered as an eight-year-old. I was 12 at the time, and the world I returned to had not been frozen in time as I had maybe hoped. I returned to people who had grown up and changed and moved on, and I um, returned to a house that was not my home, a yard that I had not known, and a church that had moved on. And though they still loved us and supported us, uh, did not actually really know who I was as a child who had grown. After this year, we again said goodbye to another place and community that we had come to love because I found that I have learned how to adapt to new places and new people actually very well. But it's also both a blessing and a curse because if you adapt really well, then you usually don't miss something long enough to want to go back to it, as well as the fact if you adapt well, then you actually have something else to miss once you leave it. I returned to France and our family had decided the year before Athens, Greece was where the Lord was calling us. And so we returned to a different house, a different set of neighbors, and we no longer had a yard. So that portion of my childhood that I had known in France 
had also changed. We then six months later moved to another apartment. And again, I was in a new portion of the town and returning to classmates that I had not seen or known before. Um, And we were preparing to move to Greece and therefore our engagement in the French culture had also changed as our focus was no longer on long-term missions in France. I found that there was a loss in relationship because spending a year back in the States had caused me to grow close to people in the United States, but also it had bred distance between me and my friends in France. So I came back to people who had inevitably moved on or grown up a little or um, whose lives and schedules had changed and therefore I was no longer a part of their lives in the same way that I had known just a year before. Moving to Greece was starting all over. We had to begin the process of integrating into a new culture and a new people and of course learn a new language. And at the age of 14, I was both excited and hesitant to do this again. The Greek culture did fit our family quite well though and we found that the transition was easier than anticipated. It would again be several years down the road that the reality of loss would actually hit home and I would begin to feel and process the loss of no longer living in France, no longer having the same relationships and same culture that I had grown to adapt to and to enjoy and to love. I left France excited for something new and ready to start life over again but I would come to find two years into my high school that actually I missed France and I don't think I had actually had much closure on that season of life because I was so ready to go and I still carry that with me to this day. There is a regret at not having been in tune with what I was leaving behind and so I hope to one day go back and find closure in that season of life. TCK Tales is brought to you in partnership with the MBI chapter of Mukapa. Mukapa seeks to create a place for missionary kids to come and to transition into the U.S. and a safe space to enable them to transition into the U.S. or back into the U.S. And it also works as a bridge from those who have not grown up overseas with those transitioning into the U.S. to help foster relationships. The next major event that Mukapa has planned is they are running the How to Raise an MK panel at Missions Conference 2018. If you are in Chicago or at Moody for Missions Conference, please stop by. It is an incredible panel where you hear from missionary kids about how to raise them and what they went through and how to not make the same mistakes our parents did. Athens, Greece proved to be an incredible four years. I was able to take active part in my family ministry. We worked alongside refugee ministries. We worked with the homeless in the city. We worked with the youth. We worked to support and provide member care to other missionaries and Greek nationals that were serving with us. I saw our family really blossom as my mom was able to really express her heart for hospitality and my dad for discipleship with men. It was incredible to be a part of the active mission, whereas in France we had gone to school from eight to four every day and so it just didn't provide opportunities to be a part 
of ministry in the same way that Greece did. I was homeschooled in Greece. I spent all four years of high school studying mostly online and with other curriculum. It was to prepare me for the hopes of going to college in the United States. So I chose not to go into Greek high school um, because I would be behind. And uh, I chose not to continue my French studies as well. This obviously helped tremendously in being a part of uh, ministry in Athens because I could rearrange my weekly schedule to fit different outreach opportunities into the week. What I wasn't anticipating in Greece was that people come and go to the mission field very often. It's very transitional and so every year the people or community that would be a part of my family's life would change. We had interns, missionaries, Greek nationals, and international people that would be a part of our lives for a year and then maybe they would finish up their college degree or their um, internship with a ministry and then they would be gone. And so this became year after year just a very heavy loss as my heart would open up to others and then inevitably I would be nine months later communicating with them and, and sustaining that relationship with them via Facebook or Gmail or Skype. And so, uh, though there was such an influx of good relationship, there was also um, a result of a lot of separation and goodbyes and loss in relationship as well. Well, the process of integrating into the culture in Greece, I found also I was growing more into adulthood and understanding who I was and what my lifestyle from the age of eight had actually been. And so whether it was because I was becoming older or because it was the right time in God's eyes, a lot of, um, I became more in tune with my emotions and with my past. And I began to wrestle with the lifestyle that God had chosen to give me as a missionary kid. And so in that, I became more aware of the loss and our family began to talk about it more and try and let one another grieve things that had happened in the past or things that were currently happening. And towards the end of my time in Greece, there were additional losses that weren't maybe um, incredibly tangible, but they were still real. While I have four older siblings and I am um, so grateful for them, that meant that every few years one of them was moving back to the United States and was leaving myself and my parents and younger sister in whichever country we were in at the time. And so there was even a loss or a change in relationship with my family when they would go back because I would no longer have the the people, the steady people that had been a part of this very transitional life with me anymore in the same way. And towards the end of my high school years, the the loss of my pastor and his wife back in the United States accentuated for me the reality of what it meant or the cost of what it meant to be a missionary and to give up family and home and life for the sake of the gospel because they had been, in many ways, grandparent figures to myself and my siblings, but also they had been the people to welcome us into their home when we had nowhere else to live while we were support raising. They were also the people who had discipled and mentored my parents in their marriage, in their parenting, and in their desire to reach the nations. The Stones were an anchor in my family's life and had always been very uh, present 
And just a, a small like semblance of the loss was that I remember telling Pastor Stone when I was little that when I grew up, he would be the one to marry me and to perform the ceremony. And uh, ten, nine, ten years down the road, um, I could still remember my little you know, five-year-old self telling him that. And I knew that even though there had been uh, nine years where I hadn't lived day to day in their town or community, he would still be willing to do that. And yet he and his wife both passed away the same summer before I came to the United States. And in that, the not only just the loss of their presence in our family's life, but the fact that I had not been a part of their lives in the way that I would have hoped as a young child was forever concrete. I would not be a part of their life the way I had hoped, and it would mean that someone else would have to one day perform that ceremony for me. And so that might be the most tangible loss that my family has experienced while being overseas, that and that of my grandfather passing, but I've found as a missionary kid that loss actually comes in so many shapes and forms from places and people and culture and identity to the little things that we grow accustomed to and and cherish throughout the years. I decided to come to Moody about a year and a half ago. Actually, no, it would be two years now. Before then, I had never, um, I had shared my missionary kid's story with others but I had never um, really been affirmed or seen in my missionary kid lifestyle uh, and the loss that maybe it had brought upon my life. And so last year was the first time I sat with a group of students and expressed my story, not in, I was a missionary kid and this is what the Lord did overseas, but more, I was and am a missionary kid and this is the loss that that life brings. This is maybe the cost that was unforeseen when my parents and I and my siblings moved overseas. And so I was able to share my story in that light with some students. And for the first time, beyond just my family, I was affirmed in my loss and affirmed in the the pain that comes with the childhood that I had shared with them. This was very freeing. This was very um, touching because I had always thought that loss that is maybe not tangible is not valid. But I came to see that actually in some ways the loss that goes unseen or unfelt or unacknowledged by others is probably the most painful of all. And so it was refreshing to hear the body of Christ affirm the weight of loss that I had experienced and want to support me in that. And that is honestly the main reason I can share what I am today because before this I was more unaware and more afraid that actually my story was not affirmed and seen by others. And so I I know that I needed to know this as a child and I need to know this now. The, The loss I have experienced and will experience is seen and affirmed as being true loss and it is for the sake of the gospel and the gains do some days outweigh the losses but that doesn't cause the loss to become void. It is still something that needs to be grieved and acknowledged and spoken um, because it's a core part of life whether you are a missionary kid or not. I would describe my life in one word, paradoxical. With the loss comes also the joy of having what I lost and also pain and good seem to be mixed in together as well. So loss will always be uh, a part of my story. Thank you.
I really appreciated about Abby's story is how honest it is. She talks a lot about the idea of loss and grieving that loss. And just a few things I really wanted to highlight was the concept of losing people back home while you're overseas. People who you grew close to and who you looked up to or you loved when you were in the U.S. or in your, ho- in your home country, and you lose them. They either move on, grow up, change, or they die. And you are not there to see any of that, to be with any of that. And you come back and everything's different. This transitions to something else that she talked about, the idea of having time stand still in your memory and wanting to go back to a place as it is and not being able to be there as things change. I think that was the hardest thing for me whenever we would come back to the U.S. was how things have changed. And that's partially why I'm really scared to go back to Nigeria because I know that the Nigeria that exists is a very different Nigeria than the one that I remember. And I like the one that I remember. The one that I remember is safe and good and fun. But it's also the memory of a 10-year-old kid. And so I both need to and I'm desperately terrified of going back to Nigeria to see to see it with eyes of an adult. One final thing is the concept of losing your family members and this idea of you're not close to your extended family. I have experienced that. My siblings have experienced that. We grew up an ocean away from my cousins and from my aunt and from my uncle and from my grandparents. And I don't have that relationship with them that my friends who have lived in the same town have my fiance even she does not have the same relationship with her extended family that i do i see my extended family once or twice a year at best she sees her extended family all the time they hang out they spend time together they're all within close proximity of each other and oftentimes i'm jealous of that and i would like that and that is a loss that i'm still grieving as we move forward to kind of show you guys where we are going we're kind of heading into this idea of identity and loss of identity and this is kind of how we're transitioning in so we're dealing with boundaries and grief and then we're moving into identity and the shifting of that so the next couple episodes will be focusing on that specifically we have a lot of really fantastic storytellers coming up so i'm really excited as the seasons move forward thank you to everyone who has subscribed and rated the show continue to do that i'm already hearing of it popping up on people's feeds is like recommended use and that's the entire benefit of subscribing and rating on itunes or spotify or everywhere else because as you do that it'll pop up on other people's feeds if you love the show tell someone about it please self-promotion and fan promotion are some of the best ways for people to hear about this show if this show has really moved you or impacted you or helped you please tell other people about it and please tell me about that because i would love to hear that we have a facebook page tcktales at facebook.com is our Facebook page. I'm slowly editing that and making that better and better, and I'm excited for where it will come. Um, one final thing I'm going to highlight from Abby's story as we talk about the Facebook page is she talks about coming back and being able to fully share her story, and that's the purpose of this podcast. I think her final few statements about being having an open space to share her story, not as a, this is what God did on the mission field, but as a, this sucked, this was hard, and I hated this. And that's what I want this podcast to be. That's what I want this show to be. I want it to be a place where missionary kids can come and be like, yeah, this was hard. And other people can be like, yeah, that was hard. And they can share in that and they can grow through that and heal that. So if you have a story and you just need a place to share, please reach out on the Facebook page. I'm trying to accumulate more stories from all over 
the world from people who are listening. So if you have a story that you would like to and you would like to submit it to be on the show, I'm working on a way to get that. So let me know. Reach out, reach out to me via the Facebook page and we can get things moving in that direction. Thank you to XN Radio for the use of the studio and for being a part of their podcast network. They have a lot of incredible shows. So go to xnradio.cc to check out more of those shows. Thank you to Ben Somebody's for providing the music. And we'll see you next week with another TCK Tale.